Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. The mission is very simple for the Green Bay Packers. Beat the Chicago Bears on Sunday and advance to the NFC playoffs. Lose, and they can start packing their bags for vacation. Welcome, I'm Gary Wolfel, and thanks for joining my partner in crime, Rob Rachel of Forbes.com, for another informative and Rob Riveting Packers podcast. How are you doing, my man? I'm great. You think Jair Alexander's got his bags packed yet, Gary, or not? <laughs> I thought you would have helped him by now. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, me and about two-thirds of the state, I think, Gary. Did you see McAfee the other day with Rodgers by any chance? You couldn't pay me enough money to watch that. Yeah, I know. I, I do. I, I guess I'm one of those suckers that uh, still finds Rogers fascinating. And I mean, even if I don't agree with his comments, uh, they're they're still interesting. And he made he made quick reference to Jair, and he kind of held back. He said basically like he's a different guy. You know, <laughs> it's like yes, yep. he is. So he's a different cat. He'll he he theoretically he'll be back out there Sunday, but we'll see. Do you think he's going to start Sunday? It's a great question, Gary. We're taping this about four hours before uh, the Packers have all their activity here on on Wednesday, and that is one of the first questions I want to ask Lafleur today: is yeah. does he does he just trot back into the starting lineup or not? Or in essence, Gary was the one game penalty enough, right? And or or are there some kind of repercussions to carry over into Week 18? Because on top of it, Gary, those other two guys played pretty good on. On, um, on Sunday night in 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 Minnesota, they had a big help. Don't get me wrong, from that outstanding pass rush that Green Bay had through the night. I mean, maybe you and I could have held up on an island, uh, Gary, the way Green Bay was getting you know getting after Minnesota's two quarterbacks. But no, I mean, give thirty five and thirty seven a lot of credit. They they played really well in that game. Twenty three has not played well, Gary. You know, we we know that through this through the course of the year. You know, is Alexander better than Valentine and Valentine? Of course he is, right, Gary? But does he jump right back into the starting lineup? It's a great question. My guess, Gary, is that he will, that he'll be he'll be back to kind of his normal spot on the field Sunday afternoon. But but it is a question we have to get answered this week. Yeah, watch. He'll uh, he'll have two picks and look like he's all world, you know? And and everything will have been forgotten. <laughs> You know, people have short memories, Gary. If that is the case, yes, everything will be forgotten. Now, on the flip side, if he chases DJ Moore around the field all game and he gives up nine for a buck 40 and they lose the game on a late Moore touchdown or something like that, it might be his last moment in a Packer jersey. Yeah. I I don't know if you saw the uh, video clip I sent to you on a play from last Sunday's game where uh, he was on the right side and he came all the way across and and he, like, allegedly tried to tackle the guy he like jumped his body on him you know like like it was like the one of the weirdest tackles i've ever seen and he just bounced right off the receiver but you know instead of wrapping him up and driving him into the ground i mean it was was an absolute joke but they need him he's got to play up to or at least close to his uh, pro bowl level gary we we could go off for an hour on this i'll i'll just say this you know tackling is largely a lost art right now in yeah, that. Yeah. You, you, you probably watched the Dallas Detroit game on, on Saturday night and Prescott was as good as, as toast for a, 
for a safety on the one play and the linebacker comes in and kind of throws a shoulder into him and yeah, he's kind of right off Dak and, and Dak rolls the other way and throws the, whatever it was, 98 yard touchdown pass to CD lamb. I mean, that's, that, that that is just normalcy now in the NFL because it's not practiced in the off season like it was a generation ago, like you said, where you wrap up and take guys to the ground. That that's just not allowed anymore under the new collective bargaining. And and a lot of these guys think that throwing a shoulder into somebody is a tackle attempt. And Jair Alexander obviously at the at the forefront of that. And that that is not tackling, Gary. That that is nothing close to tackling. You're absolutely spot on. I guess I'm old school. I, I remember the days yet of Herb Adderley and, and Willie Buchanan, and they were all around cornerbacks. I mean, they, they could cover, they could come up and make tackles, and Willie Buchanan was just an exceptional defense back. It's You know, you see players that see their careers really altered by an injury, and Willie Buchanan was one of those guys. Rob, if he, if he would have stayed healthy, he would have went yeah. down with the greatest – uh, defense back Packers ever had. He was, he was phenomenal. Well, Gary, even as recently as, you know, a decade, 15 years, I mean, Charles Woodson was as good as you'd get, right? In, yeah, absolutely. In both coverage and tackling. Al, Al Harris was a really good tackler. You know, Kermon Williams could tackle. I mean, it just, I mean, not that these guys can't and don't, Gary. I mean, but there's they're certainly a large percentage. And, you know, it, it seems to be the elite cover guys that that don't want to tackle as as much, right? The, the, yeah. the years who followed the Deion Sanders paths. You're right. So, it, it all started with him, Rob. I mean, of he course, was the guy, right? You know, right, right. You know, Jalen Ramsey's not an elite tackler by any means, but he's an elite cover guy. You know, just just a lot of these guys, Gary, think they can get by on their natural cover ability, and and that's what gets them the big money. And and obviously, what's going to put them at risk for injury, right? The tackle part of the play. So. Yeah, it 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 is certainly dipped at that position, Gary. But you know, where back to where you started this thing. I don't know, Gary. You know, you you say they need Alexander Sunday. I'm I I don't. They've been just fine without him. They're four and two, Gary, in the games where they've started thirty five and thirty seven together in the secondary. Um, mm-hmm. so that that you know that that's why I say it. I I don't I don't think it's completely black and white for Matt Lafleur to just throw him back on the field and say, yep, you know, Jair, you're playing seventy snaps. Sunday Sunday against the Bears because his his play through the course of the year doesn't warrant 70 snaps. You know, it doesn't I, warrant I agree. 100%, I agree. 100% of the time on the field. Healthy or not, Gary. I, again, I, I do think that'll be a really interesting thing to watch as, as things on play uh, kind of unfold this week. Green Bay's obviously extremely thin in the back there, right, with Stokes going on IR last week with the hamstring injury. We all know two months ago they traded Rasul Douglas, who keeps tearing it up with you know with, with Buffalo, and well, they are shorthanded, Gary. Obviously, they are thin there. Do they need twenty three? Yeah, they probably do. I just don't think it's cut and dry that he steps back in and you throw thirty five to the bench or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with that. I mean, Lafleur knows the situation as well as anyone. Yep. And yep. if if Alexander's hurt, he's not going to put him out there on, on a regular basis and. But uh, get, getting down to business here with, with Sunday's game, I mean, it's it's uh, eerily similar to the final game last year when they played Detroit at Lambeau Field. Uh, you know, just before they took the field, the Packers learned uh, that all they had to do was beat Detroit. And uh, Aaron Rodgers and company laid an egg. They lost 20-16, to 16 and 
it was just an inexcusable performance, whether the Packers were overconfident or just got flat out outplayed. But obviously a lot of similarities. The Bears are now out of the playoff picture. Uh, they have absolutely nothing to lose. Uh, I, I got a feeling that uh, just like the Lions last year, they're going to come up with a bunch of gimmicky plays, knowing that, hey, you know, who cares if they, if they fail or not? We're not going anywhere. And uh, on top of that, the Bears are actually playing pretty well lately. So uh, th- this should be, you know, obviously an intriguing game. Well, you know, remember last year too, Gary, D- D- Detroit was a team on the rise and and yes. they've taken it over into this year when they, when they won their first divisional title in, in 30 years. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying Chicago's a team on the rise, but because they're going to have a really interesting offseason. Obviously, I'm too straight. <laughs> straight, I know. You know, I mean, when's that? When's that happen in Chicago? <laughs> going to be wild, you know, as they hold the number one pick in the draft and what what they decide to do with it. They are playing much better football. Everybody knows they started the year 0 and 4. Gary, they gave up 35 points a game those first four games of the year. They're seven and five since then, Gary. They're giving up 19 a game. So they've gotten much better on the defensive side of the ball. Fields missed some time there, obviously, in the middle of the season. But Gary, you know, pretty good player. I and 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 I'd I'd be so torn if I'm them on what to do. And, you know, in, in terms of drafting Caleb Williams or whoever at number one and moving on from fields or keeping fields and trading that pick and, you know, getting an absolute haul for it to, you know, to build around fields or not, that that's going to obviously be their their dilemma and their number one question this offseason. But, but Gary Fields is, I I like fields. I, I think I like him more than other people do. He, you know, I, I get it. He has trouble reading defenses. He always doesn't make the right decisions. His, his arm strength, Gary, though, is great, as, as we know. Um, he can make he can make every throw. He can run around and beat you clearly with his legs, and the Packers have struggled big time against mobile quarterbacks. This won't be the same Chicago team that the Packers routed in week one. Nothing close, Gary. They've gotten better. I agree. The and on top of it, the head coach is fighting for his job, right? You know, Eberflus has to give them one more reason to bring him back in 2024. And and I don't think that's set in stone whatsoever in terms of if he'll be their guy next year. If they come to Lambeau, Gary, and wreck Green Bay season, it's a, you know, it's a feather in the cap for that head coach. Um, if they want if they kind of go away quietly and get routed and and finish the year seven and ten, it might be more ammunition to dump to dump him as head coach. So so you know I know on paper it it, it doesn't show and say that the Bears have a ton to play for, certainly when it comes to playoff measures. But Gary, th- th- there is a lot at stake here for them as well. I mean, Green Bay has won nine straight in this rivalry, right? And it, it, it's almost becoming a point, Gary. The, the Bears, don't get me wrong, the Bears will always be Green Bay's greatest rival, right? And and vice versa. I mean, it goes back over 100 years. You know what, Rob? I, I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm in total agreement because all these people said the Packers, Vikings, is the rivalry. I don't buy that at all. It's always been the bears. Nope. It always, it always has been the bears and it always will. You know, where I was going with that Gary though, is, is, is there is, there has been this remarkable shift in the rivalry, you know, where Chicago dominated it for years, owned the Packers through the eighties, even into the early nineties with, with Ditka and, and Gary, there was a point that when the 92 season started that the bears had a plus 22 advantage in the win loss column. Over Green Bay, it was Gary. It was 80, 58, and six. 80 to 58, 80 wins for Chicago, fifty-eight for Green Bay, six ties. 
Gary, now now Green Bay is plus eleven. Think yeah. think about that, Gary. That's a that's a thirty three game shift in in three decades, which is crazy. The Packers are on a, a winning streak right now of of nine in a row against Chicago. So there's only one time, Gary, in in the history of this of this rivalry where somebody has won ten in a row. So the Packers can do it on on Sunday night. Become just the second, you know, uh, ha- have the second ten game winning streak here in this in this rivalry. So I mean, there is a lot for Chicago at stake too, right? A lot of jobs on the line. Eberflus fighting for his. Justin Fields fighting for his job, and and really just as an organization to kind of put out this fire that is that has been going on for so many years with the Packers, you know, three decades here from Favre to Rodgers and now to Jordan Love of absolutely dominating Chicago. So, you know, that Green Bay will get Chicago's best effort, Gary, just like they did last year from Detroit. I thought Detroit was more jacked to play that game last year. I I thought they were more intense from start to finish. Gary, it's a different Packer team, though, too, right? I mean, think no about question. that. No question. I mean, dramatically different from, from a year ago. I mean, L- Lazard is gone. Rodgers is gone. Cobb is gone. You know, Sammy Watkins is gone. Is Yash- that you? Yash was starting at left tackle at, at this time last year. You know, Jake Hansen was starting at times. Mercedes Lewis is gone, Gary. Royce Royce Newman was starting. I mean, it's it's six, seven, eight different starters on the offensive side of the ball for Green Bay. And, and Gary, it's, it's crazy I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. Green Bay's going to have a better quarterback Sunday night than they did 12 months ago when they took the field against the Lions. He probably couldn't play any worse. Uh, you and I, you know, really dissected that game, you know, after it happened. And that that last ball that Rodgers threw, I mean, he just threw it up there. And right then and there I go, his career in Green Bay is over. He he didn't give a rat's ass on that on that throw. He just threw it out there recklessly. And, uh, yeah, but you, you're right on, on, on all fronts there. You know the thing about the Bears, though, they, they have won two straight, but they've actually won – Four of their last five games, they beat the Falcons, Cardinals, both, you know, pretty bad teams. Uh, yep. They beat the Lions, a good team, and Minnesota, an average team. Uh, their only loss came to Cleveland, a good team, 20-17, to 17, and it was at Cleveland. So this this team is solid, but the the reason it's, it's really picked up, in my mind, and uh, we talked about this uh, at the trading deadline. Their, their acquisition of Montez Sweat has really bolstered that defensive line. Uh, they gave up a second-round pick for him. But uh, Sweat is 27, and he's making an impact. I mean, he, he, he's got to be guarded uh, a lot of times double-teamed. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's just really, really, as I said, boosted that defense. So it'll be interesting for those Gary, offense. Gary, when- when Green Bay played Chicago in week one, you know, we, we, we spent a lot of time talking about Chicago's free agent acquisitions from, from the offseason, and a, and a ton of them were on the defensive defensive side of the ball, right? T.J. Edwards at, at weak side linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds in, in, in the middle, right? Demarcus Walker is one of the defensive ends, et cetera, et cetera. They, they, they invested Gary heavily on the defensive side of the football. It took them a while to get going, and like I said, they they were a mess early in the year, um, and 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 people lit them up. Green Bay scored thirty eight in in week one against that defense. Uh, they, they gave up thirty five a game for the first four. But Gary, that that group has clicked, and and you're right. Um, I raised my eyes a little bit at the trade deadline, and I said, why would a team as bad as Chicago 
give up a second round pick because that's going to be a t- you know a pick probably in the top forty, uh, somewhere between thirty two and forty. You know, because it was it was it was a second round pick to Washington for Sweat, and uh, my thought was why not just sign him in the off season and free agency. Uh, you're, you're, if you're Chicago, you're going nowhere here in, in 2023. Well, you know, the counter obviously is you got 10 or 12 games out of him this year. You found out he could play. You gave him the big contract, and now you don't have to fight 30 other teams to go get him in free agency. So the move has paid off big time, you know, for the for the Bears, Gary. A year ago, the, the prior year, it blew up in their face when they, when they gave up that second-round pick for Chase Claypool. This one really did pay off. Um, so these other guys, Gary, that they spent money on in free agency to bolster the defense have picked up their game. Sweat has taken them up a notch undoubtedly as well. That secondary has gotten better and better. You know, Johnson's a really nice player. Eddie Jackson's a stud. We know that. Brisker's a good player at at strong safety. They've got a lot of players on that side of the ball, Gary. Any, anybody think that thinks just because the Bears are 7-9 and nine and been eliminated, you know, from postseason that this is going to be, you know, some kind of easy afternoon matinee for the Green Bay Packers is is sadly mistaken. This is going to be a battle probably to the last possession of the game, Gary, as the Packers fight for their playoff lives. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely on the same page there. Um, yeah, Swift got a four-year, $98 million. That That is a sweet deal, I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know if I would have given him that much, but he, he is a very good player. And you know what? Since they got them, if I'm not mistaken, they're 5-2. and two. And, Rob, in the last seven games, the Bears have given up 20 or fewer points in six of those. So, like you said, the def- defense has really, really vastly improved, so – so yeah, the, the the Packer offense line, which I think has done a great job, uh, or did a great job last week in particular. You know, they they got to bring their A game again, and uh, you know, keep love uh, standing up. You know, Gary, I know it's a Packer podcast, and we'll spend obviously the whole show talking about Green Bay, but Chicago to me is as fascinating of a team as you have right now in the National Football League. Right? They've got they've got a dozen to fifteen really really high level quality starters. I would say. And if they traded that number one pick in the draft and they got back, let's say, you know, two first, two seconds, something like that, which they'd probably get because this is going to be this is going to be a quarterback. They might get three firsts for that pick, Gary. Can you imagine the talent they could surround fields with, you know, move, wow. move forward? You, you get another stud wide receiver. Gary, maybe they only have to go back to four or something and they get Marvin Harrison, right? Or or whatever it turns out to be, you know, but they they, they could add so much talent to that roster, Gary. The number one question, obviously, and and the only question that matters, period, to any organization out there is, can I win a Super Bowl with this quarterback? Right. And only they know, and you know, and only they know inside that building, can they win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields? And if the answer is, yeah, they can win a Super Bowl with them if they trade away this pick and get you know four more picks, Gary, in the top two rounds or something like that. Then you make the move. If they say, no, we'll never get there with Fields, much like, you know, I believe the Lions can never get there with Jared Goff. I think I think Detroit's lot roster is outstanding, Gary, but they're never going to go deep in the postseason with Jared Goff. The answer there is no. You got to move on from that quarterback then at some time. So if you're Chicago, Gary, in this scenario here, which, you know, you, you've got to ask yourself this offseason, can Justin Fields take us deep into the playoffs? And if the answer is no, then you move ahead. Then you move on, right? And you take you take whichever quarterback you're in love with the most in the in this draft. Probably Williams out of out of USC. But it's it, again, Gary, it, 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 to have them in the division. I think it's the most interesting story in the National Football League. It, it's it's going to make for a really wild off season. 
Yeah, you, you, you just wonder what the uh, mentality is among the front office people for the yep. Bears, too. I mean, if if they want to win now, this just popped into my head. If you were the Bears, would you trade for Russell Wilson? Never. Never? No way. No, you got a better quarterback on your roster right now, and you have the first pick. I mean, they're both better options. Well, Russell Wilson had a good year, and he, and he's back in, back to form, I believe. I, I, I think he, he was. What is it, Gary? 34 uh, of a very uncapped friendly contract. I mean, even at that number one pick, Gary, that you know what? If, let's say they chose to use that on a quarterback. It's going to be fifty percent of the money that Russell Wilson's getting paid. So just cap wise, you're better off doing that. Yeah, then, yeah, I, I would be opposed to it too. Okay, so would you trade Fields or would you keep him? I don't know, Gary. I really come on. Don't. You never straddle the fence. <laughs> this to me is one of the toughest decisions a team has had to make in a long time in that league. I would say gun to my head, Gary, I would trade them because I don't, again, it's this simple. Can I win a Super Bowl with this guy? And I yep. think probably there, the answer is no. Now I do think he could take you deep. If you surround him with enough people, maybe you can go to an NFC title game, but who cares? Right. That's not the goal in this league. The goal isn't an NFC title game. The goal isn't even to go to a Super Bowl and lose it like Jared Goff did with the Rams, right? What happened there? Everybody in Los Angeles said the one thing holding them back from greatness was in all likelihood Jared Goff, and they shipped him off to the Lions for Matt Stafford, and they won a Super Bowl the next year, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's that whole mentality, right, Gary, of go big or go home. The only uh, issue I'd have with the Bears is – if they trade fields, they better get ready for another two or three year process with a new quarterback coming in. I mean, unless yep. he, you know, he's 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 God's gift from heaven. Caleb Williams or Drake May, it's it's going to take them time. It's going to take them at least a minimum one year. I mean, there's exceptions. Stroud came in this year, but more often than that, it takes those quarterbacks a while to uh, get their footing. There's no doubt. No, no doubt, Gary. You know, and the other thing that would worry me a little bit long-term about Fields is just that he runs around so much. He, he's going to be far more injury-prone than a guy like Caleb Williams, who's who's a more natural, pure pocket passer, Gary. You know, the guys like Lamar and that that love to run around and, and put themselves in, in harm's way a, a little bit more, those are the guys that worry you um, long-term. You know, will they be there in five years? Will they be there in three years? Or are they going to take a hit? That they're they're certainly far more likely to take hits than than some of these pocket passers, right? Like a Herbert or you know a, a Dak Prescott or even a Jordan Love, Gary. You know Jordan Love doesn't run around a whole lot either. I think he's only got two hundred and forty some odd rushing yards this season. I'm a little surprised by that. I, I really I thought there'd be more too. Yep. Yeah, but Gary, I think that's a good thing. I, I mean, I I really do. It's the way you know, he's playing. You, yeah, <laughs> you don't draft you don't draft these guys to play that position normally for their legs. You you draft them for their arm. And, you know, I, again, I, I get how gifted Fields is, multidimensional, how he can beat you from, you know, both the pocket and outside the pocket. But, his, you know, we know this. History shows this from Michael Vick on through. Careers are certainly shortened when you run around to the level that, that some of these guys do. And Justin Fields is one of those guys. So, you know, back to that question, Gary. Yeah, I, I'd probably trade him, be, you know, because I think the other guy coming in, if it's, if it's the USC kid has more upside and number two, you know, they will get a nice little haul back for fields. You know, they'll get a two and a four or something like that. They'll, they'll get a couple of quality picks. 
Okay, I'm I'm definitely going off the rails here, but <laughs> uh, I I was just going to say, did you see Mordecai for the Badgers the other day? He yes. looks like a a pro prospect. Okay, who was left on LSU's defense? First of all, I from, I, I, know, I know I'm, I'm who being was supposed to be there. You know? Gary, Gary, we could do a ten hour podcast on the demise of the bowl system, right? I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it 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 has become absolutely glorified exhibition games they're they're a complete and utter joke right now what did what did florida state have 23 or 25 kids yeah the one one outlier though was uh, georgia i think they basically had everybody correct which which is a testament to that program i mean they 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 wanted to represent their school but gary gary you know this as well as me if if you had a kid that was really gifted or you were an agent for a kid and you knew he was going to be a late first round pick and, and he played for Notre Dame in the, in the Alamo, whatever bowl. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not, you're telling that kid to sit out. It's a, it's a no brainer that the, these are Gary, these are no different than the Packers playing the chiefs on August 10th and the Shriners game. I mean, they're just, they're so absolutely useless. And I, and, and Hey, back to Mordecai for a second. I get, Hey, there's a lot to like there. He's going to be in a camp, Gary. Maybe he's a late, late pick. You know, he'll, he'll wind up on, you know, certainly in somebody's camp to, to get a look and maybe, maybe he winds up being a practice squad guy. But you know, the thing I always caution people about too, you know, everybody gets so excited, Gary, in the summer every year, right? There's, there's somebody in Packer training camp, some, some wide receiver, right? Like that goofball from Whitewater five or 10 years ago, um, who wound up with the bills. What's his name? Jay Kumro. Thank you. Jay Kumro. I'm getting old. I'm forgetting names. That's all right. Kumro tears it up all summer, right, Gary? Well, he's going against guys that in a month are working at Quick Trip or Best Buy. So, yeah, right, um, right. You know, no offense yeah. to Quick Trip and Best Buy. I'm sure they're wonderful places, but you know, he's going against guys who aren't on, aren't on NFL rosters. That that's kind of what Mordecai was doing the other day, Gary. LSU's defense was bad already, and and I don't know why it's been so bad in recent years, but it's been bad all year. And then a bunch of those guys sit out, and then a bunch of guys sit out on the offensive side too. And Bucky still can't win the football game. It is what it is, Gary. Absolutely. Continue with our uh, quarterback theme here. <laughs> you, you brought up a, a good suggestion the other day. If you could pick 10 quarterbacks to lead your team over the next five years, who would they be? And, you know, obviously, based on what I've seen, Mr. Uh, Mr. Love would be one of them. I mean, he has been incredible. I tweeted out yesterday, in the last nine games, Rob, he's thrown 19 touchdowns and three interceptions. I mean, basically more than a six-to-one ratio. I mean, that is crazy. Gary, how about this? In his last seven, he's 16-1. and one. Yeah, yeah. Don't even go to nine. Because at nine is – I mean, that, nine's a bigger sample. That's the only reason I went out that far, so – yeah, and actually, and actually, nine is a little deceiving, Gary, because a couple of those came in the final minute against Pittsburgh. Correct, correct. In that, in that ninth game, but Gary in his last seven, he's sixteen and one, and he has two rushing touchdowns. So it's actually eighteen to one touchdowns to a pick. No, it's it it's mind blowing. I mean that that's Roger esque. <laughs> Roger who? Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't maybe know, Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember any other Roger coming through here. 
<laughs> or, I, or I just want to forget Gary. It, it's going to be a tough forget, Rob. He's he's, uh, he's, I, he's not going anywhere for a while. <laughs> Gary, Gary, he's the middle child. Remember though, out of the Favre, out of the Favre Rogers love trio, they're going to have here. And, and who's the most forgotten child? Usually, it's the middle one. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> no, but Gary, you know, in, the, in those in those last seven games, Gary, they're five and two, and six of them he has a, a passer rating not just over a hundred, Gary, but well over a hundred. I think the lowest in that stretch is one hundred eight. It's it's absolutely mind blowing, and and I keep coming back to this, Gary, and maybe I shouldn't because maybe these guys are just going to be that good. But he keeps doing it with this U23 football team that he was given, right, in terms of pass catchers. Mm-hmm. All of these guys, Gary, are 23 years old or or, 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 or younger. You know, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dubs and Dontavian Wicks and Bo Melton shows up out of nowhere the other night or the last two games going back to Carolina. He's got 10 catches in the last two games. On and on and on, Gary, we can go about who's tearing it up in the passing game. You know, it's, it's it's everybody other than Christian Watson, Gary, who was who was yeah. supposed to be their number one elite wide receiver, and and and, and Jordan Love doesn't bat an eye, Gary. He just kind of says, "Who's out there next? Oh, number eighty. All right, I'll throw to eighty. Let's get him open, right? It does. It doesn't matter, Gary. The, the guy who's going to be the first one to give him a really cool nickname. I, I was thinking this, like Joe. He, he's like Joe Cool, but that that one's been used, you know, for Montana. <laughs> Obvious, but somebody's got to come up with a great nickname for him. Yeah, no, that that's good. I mean, we've <laughs> seen a lot of really clever headlines because you can use love in so many different ways, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, so many various song titles and things like that have love in it and stuff like that. But yeah, that's that's good, Gary. We'll 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 put someone to work on that. Well, um, yeah, you know the other thing that, that we have an that, intern, Gary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Interns are easy to find. <laughs> Let's get an intern working on that. He can he can help us run that and 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 Kramerica. So. There you go. Maybe our listeners can uh, <laughs> you know send along their their choice. But uh, something I had tweeted out also the other day was in that nine game stretch. It's hard to imagine him ever playing any better. I mean, these are, uh, I mean, people don't understand, or at least some people don't understand how good he is playing. And to believe that he could play even better, that's mind-boggling. Well, and Gary, I think he will play better as these wide receivers continue to get, you know, more and more experience. And not just them, Gary, as he gets more and more experience. I, it's almost to the point that we forget he's a first-year starter. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, that, he, that he, and Gary, just, just think of the, um, the, the amount of, you know, improvement, the miles he has traveled this year, you know, to get to this point, you talk about the last nine, Gary, the five games before that, okay. Weeks three to seven, yeah. where he really hit a rough patch, right? You remember he started the year so strong mm-hmm. um, and, and he really came out of the gates. I thought, well, with the two road games, Chicago and Atlanta, but then Gary, he hit a five game patch that I thought was really bad football. And, and I was wondering, is this the guy? Maybe not, right? And you weren't the, alone. There are a lot of people out there. Oh, and, and you know, for the most part, Gary, I, I have said from the start, I think it's gonna work out with this guy. I've I've mm-hmm. written countless words and said over and over that trading Rogers was the right thing to do. It should have been done earlier. It was time to give the keys to Jordan Love, blah, blah, blah. But Gary, between weeks three and seven, okay, he threw five touchdowns and seven picks. Yeah, they went they went one and four. 
He had a passer rating one game of 32.2 against Vegas. He had five straight passer ratings, Gary, well under 100. I think he only I think he only had 190 in there. He had a couple 66s. I mean, he, he had a really bad five-game stretch of, of football gear. You remember the Minnesota game? It was almost halftime before they got a first down, the first Minnesota game. It came with like two, three minutes left in the half, and the crowd went wild in a, you know, in a in a mock sarcastic, you know, cheering way, like, hey, wow, we got a first down. Gary, in the, you know, like you said, in the nine games since, and and really my sample size of seven. It's it's MVP level football, Gary. It's it's no not question. Just, it's no. not just Pro Bowl, Gary. It's MVP level. Yes, it's, it's yes. absolutely remarkable that we are going to sit here, you know, at the first week of 2024, and I think we can say pretty clear cut, they have found their third straight, really high level quarterback in Green Bay. I don't. I don't think that's a stretch or far fetched at all, Gary. The kids. No, third, you know, you know how fans are passes. fickle, though. You know what. He could uh, flame out on Sunday like Rodgers did in the final last could. week, he and could then all the all the skeptics are going to come out again, you know. But no, Gary, I, I'm I'm with you. He, he's proven it already. Gary, we knew in 08 at the end of the year, even though that Packer team went six and ten, we knew that Rodgers had it right. We knew that Rodgers was the guy for the next decade. Now it turned out to be 15 years, probably five too long, but we knew Rodgers was going to be the guy. He proved it. 28 touchdowns, 13 picks, 4,000 some odd yards. The guy was outstanding, even though the team struggled and went six and 10. The defense let him down a lot of times. Rodgers didn't deliver a lot of times, too, in the fourth quarter. That was on him. But you saw it, Gary, week in and week out, right? And you just knew Rodgers was the guy. And early then in 09, they signed him to the big extension. Gary, I think whatever happens Sunday, you know, this is the guy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. Gary, nobody, Gary, there aren't a lot of, I mean, the over under on wins for them was six and a half at the start of the year. They're going to finish with eight or nine. They've already exceeded expectations in most places. This is what blows me away, Gary, more than anything. For the next three or four years, he's going to be throwing to the same group of people, right? He's got these guys around for the next few years. They're all, they're all rookies or second year guys on that first contract. Number one, making nothing. And number two, being under team control, Gary, through at least, you know, 2026 range. So th- th- these pieces that Jordan Love is playing with are only going to get better and better. He's going to get better and better. I, Gary, this is going to be a top three, top five offense in the league for the next few years. You, you would think so. Okay, let's uh, let's do our little exercise here, a fun sure. exercise. Start out with your number 10 guy. Why don't oh. you... Go 10 through 5, going backwards. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, you want yes. me to get? Yeah, until you get to 5, yeah. All right, 10, I've got C.J. Stroud. Okay. 9, I have Trevor Lawrence. Okay. 8, I have Lamar Jackson. Okay. 7, I have Dak. Mm-hmm. 6, I have Jordan Love. If you, yeah. if you can list your quarterbacks or pick quarterbacks for the next five years... Who would you want? So I have love number six, Gary, in my whole thing. Okay. you. I agree with <laughs> – this is going to be fun. I agree with two of them, okay? I, I had Prescott at eight. I had love at seven, okay? So okay. We're, we're very, very close in those. But now, you said the next five years, and I thought, you know what? I wonder how old Matthew Stafford is. He's 36. So I'm going to roll with him. I think he's going to play at least till 40, okay? 
Okay. He was, he was 10. I had Tua, and I know he's got an injury situation, you know, on his hands, but the guy completes, you know, almost like 70% of his passes. He, he's leading the league this year in yards, I think, like 4,400, somewhere in that ballpark. Prescott has just gotten better and better. Love, I mean, we've talked about him already. I mean, nothing more needs to be said about him. If he stays healthy, he's going to be dynamite. Six, I got, I, I, I kind of threw this out there, and I, I might have probably put him a little higher than I should, but Justin Herbert. I'll, I'll just tease you now, Gary. I got him even higher than six. So there you go. I, you know, he's already thrown for 17,000 yards in four seasons, and he's playing, you know, he's had some good players, but he hasn't had a great team around him, but. Anyway, so uh, those first five, you and I agreed on Love and, and Prescott. Okay, let's fire the uh, final five. But here's the thing, Gary. We we had all other than you having Stafford. Oh, I don't have Tua either. And I left. And I'll be honest. I left Tua out only because of injury. I yeah. don't see Tua. I don't see Tua playing five more years, Gary. And I don't. I don't want to be the Grim Reaper. And I certainly hope he plays five more years. I hope he plays twelve more years. But if I'm a GM, Gary, that's what scares me to death right now about Tua. Is he around in 2026, right? And, yeah. And I, I think I think that's a real question that the answer is probably no. Um, all right, top five, Gary, here we go. Yep. Five, I have Jalen Hurts. Four, okay. I have Justin Herbert. Okay. Three, I have Joe Burrow, although his injuries do worry me. But, man, is he cool. And, boy, is he amazing at clutch and crunch time. There aren't many better. Two, I have uh, Josh Allen in Buffalo, and one, I have Patrick Mahomes. All right. So you and I have one, two, two guys. Is that right? Three guys. We probably have eight of of the top ten the same. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Repeat your top five, Gary. Yeah. And and Allen probably shouldn't be five, but I get him at five. I mean, his numbers are crazy. Josh Allen? Yeah. I get him at five. The guy I had much higher than you. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. I think it's just a matter of time. I think he's starting to enter his prime, and he was really banged up this year. And that's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I I think he might be the most talented quarterback in the league. Uh, we'll see. Um, number three, I had Jackson. You like, you like him more than me, Gary. I think there's more hype there than production. Yeah, yeah. I I just think he's got a big arm, and I thought last year he started that's... started to show what he what he's capable of. Um, I moved Lamar Jackson up. I'll tell you what, I've been kind of on the fringe with him, but he's on his way to his second MVP and he's only 26. So, um, he, he, he has skyrocketed in, in my opinion. And I'm with you on Joe Burrow. I mean, that guy is a stud and, uh, you had him at three, I believe, right? I had him at three. You had him at two. I had him at two. And then, of course, uh, you and I are—I mean, you got—you got to be an absolute moron if you don't think Mahomes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is your number one guy. You know, I mean, that's—that's that's been proven over and over. So, yeah, so we're we're pretty much on the same page, probably like seven or eight of the top ten, right? And we had love in that seven range, right, so, right, right. No, so, yeah, we're we're, we're uh, just just a couple of quick, th- you know, I I'm with you if it, if it's for right here and now. Uh, in terms of Lamar, yes, he's a top three, top four guy. No question about it. But kind of like Tua Gary, as much as he runs around, and I know he actually hasn't missed much time, much as he does run around Gary, you know, he runs for 800 yards a year. 
I do worry, you know, if I'm Baltimore, and I'm sure that was one of the hangups in him getting that contract done, Gary, that that really dominated Baltimore's offseason last year was was getting that deal done with him, was trying to come to a, a happy medium, right? A, a middle ground in terms of he does not, his career does not project as long as a lot of guys mm-hmm. because he he does run around so much, right? That he's, and and hey, in in the here and now, it's 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 a wonderful skill that he possesses, you know, for a given Sunday to go out and whoop somebody. Um, but Gary, long term for the future of his career, it's obviously it puts him at far greater risk uh, to 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 still be around three four years down the road. And that that that's what worries me about a couple of guys like him or Tua with the concussions. I'll be honest, Gary, I put Josh Allen two, and I I certainly wasn't going to put him one. But to me, Gary, the fact that guy. Never misses a game. I mean, he is Brett Favre. He is so friggin' tough. He's willing a team right now. He just threw it on his back, and he's going to carry them into the postseason again and maybe maybe deep into the postseason. He doesn't have great coaching there. The defense, which is supposed to be elite, has let him down many times. I'm just telling you, Gary, to me, Josh Allen is Brett Favre. They're the same guy. And and you know my love affair for Brett Favre. So I, I had Allen, too. You like Brett Favre? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, we only throw monster parties in my house every October 10th for, well, I, you know what? Every time I think of you and, or, or place your name and in, in fires in the same sentence, I, I think of Twitter. He was one of your followers at one point. Oh, I, that's, that's right. I forgot about that. You I know, I mean, not many people can follows. say, Hey, Brett fire follows you, you know, you go. Right. Right. So, he, I, I think he probably enjoys the jabs. I take it. Uh, it's Rogers, the, the quarterback who was there last year, right? Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, so we're we're pretty much on the same page. Or... Yeah. No. That, that that was a fun little exercise. Yeah. I I the the big takeaway though, Gary, is and, and here's what's remarkable, right? At the start of the year, we didn't know if Jordan Love would be in the top twenty or twenty five yeah. on a list like this, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly. now hearing you you and I sit and say. You know, whatever we're we're you know we're we're nitpicking. Obviously, is he five? Is he six? Is he seven? Is he eight? Who cares? He's in the discussion, right? He's somewhere in that top ten, and we all know, boy, if if you don't have a top ten quarterback, Gary, it really is hard to win Super Bowls. You can go and get four Pro Bowlers on the defensive side. You can get two Pro Bowl offensive linemen, a Pro Bowl running back, Pro Bowl tight end. But if your quarterback, Gary, is what Minnesota threw out there last week, if your quarterback is what the Falcons and the Saints have played with, you know, all season long. If, you know, if, if, if your quarterback is some of this nonsense that the Raiders are trotting out there every single week, you're not winning Gary and green Bay has gotten the answer it wanted, right? The green Bay has absolutely had a home run again, and they've got their quarterback for the next decade. And as young as these pass catchers are as, as, salary cap friendly as that roster is going to eventually become where the GM can go out and get himself some free agents to fill in some of these holes. Gary, you're looking at a football team that's going to be chasing an NFC and not just an NFC North, an NFC title here in the next year or two. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely trending upward. No, no question about that. Hey, uh, we got a few minutes left and uh, I want to do some quick hitters here. Uh, The first one I want to do is, the uh, surprising development of Tucker Craft. You know, they always say first impressions are always lasting impressions. And my first impression of Tucker Craft wasn't very good. I thought, okay, here's another tight end that the Packers drafted that, you know, is, is going to flame out. But he, he looks great. I mean, 
I, I, I am so excited about this kid's future, and I, I'm very curious to see how he's going to blend in when Musgrave returns, because I, I think this kid, you know, he, he just has a world of talent. His upside is really, really high. Gary, they're they're going to be back to what they were 30 years ago with Chamura and Keith Jackson. They really are. Yeah, they're they're gonna have good, that. good point. Very they good. are going to have that level of talent again for the next three years because those guys are both under four-year contracts at that position. Yeah, it, it's going to be scary. Gary, if you watch Tucker Craft through the course of the summer, he was lost on the practice field. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I, I made I made the case early in the year. Well, I, I said he's obviously going to make the 53, right? He's a third-round draft pick. They're not going to dump him. But, Gary, if you left training camp and took the 53 best players from August, he was not one of them. Yeah. He really wasn't. But he's gotten better and better every single week. Um, he, obviously, he comes from a small school, so it was going to take him a little bit of time to get caught up on some of the intricacies of, a, of an NFL offense and things like that. But but it has, Gary. The light has gone on. Um, he's he's far more dynamic in the open field than I anticipated and thought. I kind of thought he might be a run blocker first and, um, you know, a, a catch guy second. It won't be that way at all. I think he's going to be pretty good in both phases where Musgrave is obviously, you know, always going to be pass first. I think Tucker Craft is going to be a really, really solid all-around tight end, a guy who can get it done both in the run and the pass game. Gary, when they get him the ball in the open field, he's you, you've seen it, you know, if, even in addition to the hurtling of guys, he's just, Gary, he's just dynamic with the football in his hand. And he is. Keep talking about all these young wide receivers all over the place, and and I, I kind of forget to bring in the tight ends, but they've got two rookie tight ends, Gary, who could turn into both 60, you know, guys that catch 60 passes a year. So at some point in time here, Jordan Love's going to, you know, going <laughs> to have a really hard time keeping everybody happy, Gary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the other thing, you have you, a plethora of weapons. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were right about Kraft as a blocker. He, he made some blocks Sunday that were big time. I mean, one time he stood up the defensive end and it's like he didn't back down. He actually drove him backward. And I was like, whoa, that's impressive. He's got a little nastiness to him. But uh, that, that's a good situation. Another quick hitter the quality of play by the offensive line. You know, we, we thought this could potentially be a really good group at the beginning of the season. And they, they had their ups and downs, you know, during the course of the season. But on the surface, I mean, I, I think Tom's great. I, I think Jenkins is great. I'm higher on Myers than probably most of the people out there. Uh, I, I think he makes very few mistakes. Uh that a rough year, Gary? Yeah. But Josh, um, but Josh Myers will be one they've got to make a tricky decision on this this offseason. Yeah, yeah, I'd be shocked if they let him go. I, I think he's he's you know he's he a finished product hardly, but uh, the 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 two question marks are you know left left tackle and right guard. I, you know I think they're both serviceable, but I, I think they're going to be addressed in the draft at some point, whether in the first or second round, uh, especially the offensive tackle position. But overall, that offense line. I mean Sunday, I, I thought they were really good. Yeah, ten sacks in the last seven games, Gary, which is which is really pretty good as they've kind of kind of settled in here. You you've seen Rashid Walker continue to get better, Gary. He took every snap the other day at left tackle. You, you know he was splitting time there for a while in the middle of the season with Yash, and and that and that's gone away now. It's it's back to all Rashid. 
So they're, they're kind of locked in there, which, which, which I kind of felt they needed to do. Now they haven't done it. Uh, Gary at right guard. They're still, they're, you know, they're still splitting time with running and Ryan over there. And, and the snaps are largely equal. Um, but I, I'd like to get them to see them get that settled. Maybe after this week, if they're able to make the playoffs, I'm, I'm, I'm just a big fan of continuity, Gary. You pick the guy who's a little bit better, and you just go with him, and unless he's really struggling, and then you just bench him, I guess, for the other guy. But no, you're, you're right that if you would have told me at the start of the year, Gary, that Bakhtiari was going to play one game, yeah. and line was going to wind up playing to this level, I would have said you're nuts. I was, I was an advocate, and not everybody was, of bringing Bakhtiari back because I, I thought they could squeeze one more year out of that guy, and, and I thought he was going to be really vital to Jordan Love's development in terms of keeping him clean off that left side. Because you do remember, Gary, he played like 550 snaps or something like that last season. And um, he was pretty good, Gary, in those snaps. He really was. And I thought they could squeeze another year out of him. For them, Gary, to lose Bakhtiari, not draft a single offensive lineman. Because you remember in, what was it, 2021-22? Uh, they took three in every one of those drafts. They yeah. had nine linemen yeah. and three and Gutekunst just loaded up, and he said, hey, I hope I hit on six of these guys or whatever, and we're going to have depth, and we're going to have players, and he does, right? Royce Newman's still on on the roster. Sean Ryan's technically a backup, right? You He's know, I, I think Ryan's the, the X factor. Ryan, yeah, Ryan, Ryan's the heir apparent, obviously, at right guard. Yep. yep. He, he, he's talented, you know, and if he keeps his head together, I, I think he could really help him. So, uh, really I, strong. I think... He's really strong, Gary. Um, yeah, to me, it'll be fascinating, you know, Gary, if – you know, let, let's just say Green Bay wins and they're a seven seed. You know, they'll pick around 19th, 20th, 18th, something like that in, in the draft. It's probably a prime spot to get a left tackle. Would they go ahead and use that pick on a left tackle? They, they you know, their they're only pick on offense, Gary, in the last 13 years was Jordan Love. Um, it's It's been, you know, 12 years here of all defense and, and one quarterback. Would, would they go and take a left tackle? Maybe um, it, it depends how they view Rashid Walker. Can they, can uh, they, 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 they got to replace him. I, I think he's, made I would it. think so. I would no. think so. But Gary, Gary, the last month, he's been pretty good. He really has. And he is a young player. Is he the left tackle of the future though? I would probably say no. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I would wager. I'll wager $5 Rob that the Packers take an offensive tackle. In we'll, the, we'll double uh, or nothing. My losing bet from last week, huh? There you go. Wait, <laughs> I didn't want to say that, <laughs> but uh, you know, Gary, that, that's what I totally agree with you on. They would, they will look for their left tackle of tomorrow in the 2024 draft. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm convinced they'll take one in, either in the first round or the second round. They got two picks there. That, that wouldn't shock me one bit. I, I'm with <laughs> you, but, but again, Gary, they're going to have to totally retool that defense again. I don't sure. think they have to do a whole lot on the offensive side of the ball. Add two offensive linemen, right? The rest of that offense, I think, is – well, maybe a running back, I guess. Um, but the rest of that offense looks just fine. Um, they're they're going to use Gary again. And, and, th- and we talk about this every year because they can never get it right. They're going to use nine out of 12 picks or whatever on the defensive side yeah, of the ball. Right, right. All right, moving on on these quick hitters. <laughs> who Who is Bo Milton? I mean – during the season, we we, we see Dontavious uh, Wicks in his emergence, and I'm going like, "Wow, this this guy's got a future." And then we see Malik Heath, and and he made some nice plays. And out of nowhere comes Bo Melton. What can you tell me about this guy? 
How about this? How about that he ended Samari Toure's career in Green Bay? <laughs> yes, he has. I, I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I got chuckled the other day. Somebody tweeted out about how people shouldn't sleep on Toure going forward. You, you can <laughs> sleep on him. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's very safe to say, especially because he went to IR this week already, and I, I think we've uh, you know we've seen we've seen the end of him. Yeah, Gary, you know. I, as we know, right, seventh-round pick by the Seahawks a year ago, waved, Green Bay picks him up at the end of the 2022 season, kind of kind of storm on the practice squad and and bring him up when he's needed. Is, is he a long-term answer, Gary? I I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as, as saying that, but he's clearly shown right. I mean, he, Gary, I don't think it's ever going to be a situation where he's in there their top two or three wide receivers, because like we've touched on, you know, through this, if, if, if Watson ever gets on the field, Gary, and they can go Watson, Reed, Romeo Dobbs, Wicks. I mean, that's a pretty dangerous top four. Yeah, I it don't really, is. I, I mean, I don't see how Bo Melton then somehow gets 35 snaps or, or something like that in a game, but, he, but Gary, he's clearly got to be on the roster. I think moving forward, I, I think he's a really good bet to still, you know, be with the football team, um, a year from now, he he has shown that when you know you give him the opportunity, he can he can absolutely go ahead and deliver. You know, for those that don't know or pay enough attention, right? He he is an undersized guy. He's 5'11", 190, but he runs great, Gary. You know, he timed as low as four three five at the combine. So the guy runs the guy runs extremely well. But he wasn't you know he went late in the draft, Gary. I think largely because of his size and 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 things like that. Um, yeah, maybe the small, you know, the Rutgers part of it, Gary, that not everybody buys into Rutgers players and and things to that effect. But I, I, I don't know, Gary. He's certainly a guy that that's worth a roster spot moving forward. He he's shown when the advantage or when the opportunity presents itself, he can take full advantage of that. He he he's a guy they all love, Gary. The quarterback loves him. The wide receiver room loves him. His work ethic is, you know. Uh, beloved kind of through that building and, you know, certainly praised heavily. You, you saw some of that post-game reaction that happened happened the other day of, of the Packers celebrating like crazy. Gary, when he eclipsed 100 yards, man, Gary, had Vegas had a had a bet at the start of the year, who would be the first Packer yeah. receiver to get 100 <laughs> yards? And yeah. you threw Bob Melton on it. You, you, you could pay for me and my family to take a nice trip somewhere, couldn't you? So, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy, Gary, though. But again, in the grand scheme of that wide receiver room, and we keep talking about how young and how deep this all is. I mean, Bo Melton's an old man, I guess, at 24. There um, you go. Yeah. But it, it's just one more, Gary, into that room, into that mix that makes you think moving forward that the Packers might not have to draft a wide receiver for another year or two, Gary. I mean, they are so crazy young and deep right now at, at that position Gary, you remember two years ago when they when they walked off the field with that loss, that home playoff loss to the 49ers, and and I I thought that was going to be Aaron Rodgers' last game. But you remember he was he's throwing that night, Gary. You know, Devontae obviously was great. Don't get me wrong, but then it's you know it's MVS and Equinemia St. Brown and Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. It was it was all these old dead parts, right? Yeah. And, that that Rogers obviously still wanted on the football team, but Gary guys that just either never could play or were so far past their prime. Um, I think that was the year Tunyon was hurt. So he wasn't on the field 
that night. But I mean, Gary, it was, you know, it was a mess to me in that, in that wide receiver room. And that's why they've went ahead and drafted three in, in each of these last couple of drafts. And again, kind of like offensive line that we mentioned earlier, Gary, it, it looks like Gutekunst hit on almost all these guys. It's, it's absolutely crazy. And moving forward, I mean, Gary, how many, how many teams in the league right now would would love to trade, you know, wide receiver rooms with the Packers. Probably twenty-five of them, right? Would yeah. say, "Hey, I'll give you our whole room for your whole room," and and they'd be thrilled to do it. I mean, unless you have a CD Lamb or somebody like that, you you know, you, you'd you'd make that trade in a heartbeat with the Packers to get this group of wide receivers. Yeah. Okay. A couple, two, two more um, quick hitters. I guess I'm not real quick. Hey, Gary. Uh, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to be quick. Okay. Should the uh, Packers kick the tires on citing Delvin Cook, who was just let go by the Jets? Oh my God, no, no, no. You know what? I I, I am definitely inclined to say no to, but there's a side of me that said, you know what? Why not roll the dice and bring this guy in and just be up front and say, hey, you know, we got two guys, we're going with them, but there might be situations where you can play them. 27, the third running back's not a bad player. And and he knows the system, and he, and he and he's reliable, and he's a really good blocker on third downs to keep the quarterback clean. Um, I get it. Patrick Taylor's probably like AJ Dillon; he'll average three and a half yards a carry. If you block for three, Gary, he'll get three and a half. Right? That's yeah. AJ Dillon. And that's yeah, you know what? I, I I just thought of this. You know who, who might take him out of the Cowboys? They they could use another back. And Cook is yeah, they, no, that's not a bad call. Yep. Cook, yep. Cook Cook is talented and they let him go primarily because he wanted to play for a playoff caliber or playoff team. And, and I would imagine there's going to be some teams that uh, go after him. Okay. Last one prediction for Sunday's game. It, it, it should be a, it should be a really good one. I agree, Gary. Uh, 23, 21 green Bay. I'm trying to be quick. Wow. Green Bay and a nail biter. The Bears come full throttle, Gary. They they want to keep these guys out. Um, I think I think the Packers are back to kind of trending upward. They are five and two in their last seven, right? They had those two stinkers in the middle that 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 we've certainly discussed plenty here. But no, Gary, I I like them in a in an epic game. Gary, what if it comes down? It's twenty one twenty and. And they tried out Carlson for the game winner for 45. Uh, say, say a Hail Mary right away. Can you imagine, Gary, the drama with that? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Uh, no, the but, reason I, I, I went wow to your reaction, Rob, my prediction was 23 for the Packers as well. And I had the Bears at 17. So All right. Yep. Again, oh, we're, in the, we're in the same same neighborhood, Mr. Rogers. It's going to be an interesting oh, please. It's yeah. uh, it's gonna be an interesting week, right? Can they get Watson on the field? What do they do with twenty three? You know, did, did, is, is Devondre Campbell dead, right? Or will they try to bring him back at at some point in time? I I'd say to me he's dead. You know, but there, you know, can, can Wicks play, right? Can Reed play? Um, it it it's gonna be a really interesting week, Gary, in terms of who they can get on the field uh against this Chicago team. But on some levels too, Gary, like we've talked about through this podcast, right? 
Jordan Love doesn't care. He just he just kind of goes to bat with the next guy and he says, "All right, Bo Melton, it's your turn." Right? All, all right, all right, Malik Heath, it's your turn. All right, Gary Wolfel, it's your turn. And that's what Jordan. No, Love that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, Jordan Love might turn you into a you know a, a Pro Bowl alternate, Gary. That that's right. the kind of football he's playing right now. So although no, it, Rob, I, I was an ace slot receiver at Shelton High School one time. I believe that. No, <laughs> there you go. Crafty. I mean. Un- unbe- unbelievable uh, feet, Gary, in short, tight spaces is what I always heard about you, right? Like, yeah, just, just, just like you know, just, just like. Okay, a, it's time to move on. <laughs> just like a June bug, Gary. You could never, you could never catch him. There you go. Hey, Rob, great show. Thanks for everything. Uh, it's always a blast talking. Always you. fun, Gary. No, sun- Sunday's going to be epic, isn't it? Sunday will be absolutely. A blast. Yeah, you know, Rob, it's going to be riveting <laughs> it'll be riveting so, all right my friend good talking to you take care and all the best for more sports news check back every tuesday for our latest show you can also follow gary on twitter at gary Wuffle and wuffles